to episode four of Climate Talks with Callie. So today we're going to be covering greenwashing and just how to be conscious of whether companies are actually green and sustainable or if they're just using it as a marketing tactic. So I don't know about you guys, but I've personally seen a lot of companies using the words green or natural or sustainable in their promotions and on their products. And I've noticed that it almost immediately um, draws me to that product as I try to be aware of those type of things. And so it kind of got me thinking, well, like, how do I actually know if it's all natural or what does natural mean or what does green mean? And so I kind of did some research um, and I found this uh, marketing tactic called greenwashing. So I'm going to explain to you um, how to detect it um, and how to really see if um, the products that you're looking at are actually uh, good for the environment or if it's just a uh, if it's just greenwashing. So um, I found that while some of these claims might be true and it may legitimately be a good natural product, there's often more under the surface. Um, so by definition, uh, greenwashing is the process of conveying a false impression or providing misleading information about how a company's products are more environmentally friendly. So in other words, greenwashing is considered um, a claim to deceive customers into believing that a company's products are more environmentally friendly than they actually are. Um, And this makes, you know, kind of sense with the environmental movement becoming bigger um, and more people being drawn to um, healthy products, sustainable natural products. Um, we have to realize that some companies will try to take advantage of that and market products t- um, in a sustainable, natural, green way to draw in more companies or to draw in more customers. And so um, this is also makes sense with people demanding that these companies go green and reduce their environmental impa- impact. Um, in response, these companies are putting out claims and they're coloring their uh, products green, uh, when in reality, they have very little to no credentials behind it. So I was personally pretty saddened, but not surprised in this new marketing tactic, um, as we've all seen companies do advertising tactics like this before. And so according to the Territories Environmental um, Marketing, in the United States and Canada alone, around 2,000 products were making at least 5,000 green claims. Of the products that made claims, over 98 uh, committed at least one of the six sins of greenwashing. And so I previously had no idea about these, you know, six sins of greenwashing, but I'm going to explain each one to you briefly and listen to see if you've ever seen one of these advertising tactics um, of these of these six. Um, so the first one is the sin of hidden trade-off, which is um, environmental issues that are emphasized at the expense of another more potentially concerning issue. So for example, for paper and lumber products um, that promote their paper is recyclable um, when their production actually caused a lot of air pollution, water pollution, and global warming impacts. So Um, You just have to be, although one thing may be great, um, you kind of have to look at the big picture um, to make sure that it um, it actually is a good product. Um, uh, The second one is the scent of no proof. So this is an environmental claim that cannot be proven. So for example, you might see, you know, those little like tags on um, their little like stickers on these products that say like, 
uh, not been tested on animals or natural or whatever. Um, but it just has no certification or evidence behind it. And you don't really know if that's the truth. Um, or for example, lights that promote energy efficiency without evidence. It's, it looks great, but it's hard to tell if it um, actually is true. So another one is the sin of vagueness. So it's um, a claim that is just very poorly defined or, or broad um, to the point that it can be misunderstood by the consumer. So for example, the term chemical-free, um, as everything contains chemicals, even water is a chemical, or um, the term all-natural, because even natural elements like uranium, mercury, and arsenic are natural, but um, you know, obviously not good for you, so it doesn't carry too much meaning. Um, additionally, the term green or environmentally friendly, they are just meaningless without elaboration. And I feel like walk into any store and you'll see these claims. Um, and you're like, green, great. That's just the color, <laughs> you know, like it doesn't have much meaning behind it. So um, I think it's really important to just be aware of that um, as you go shopping. So the next one is just the sin of irrelevance. So it's just committed by making a claim that may be true, but it's just unimportant and unhelpful. There is also the sin of the lesser of two evils. So these are green claims that may be true within the product category, but they risk distract, distracting the, the consumer from the greater environmental impacts of the category as a whole. So this usually happens when the word organic or green is put in a product um, category that is environmentally questionable. So for example, like organic cigarettes or green herbicides, it just doesn't quite fit together. Lastly, it's just the sin of fibbing. So um, it's committed by making environmental claims that are just false. Um, this would happen more than you'd think. So I think it's just good to have these in mind. I know that I can honestly be drawn to the packaging, drawn to what um, it claims. But the best thing you can do is just do your research, um, you know, see what products are actually worth it. Um, and I think it'll be worth it in the long term. I also wanted to go over um, just shopping sustainably. I'm definitely trying to do this more. Um, I think it can not only save um, the environment, but it can also save you a lot of money. And so here's just some tips that I uh, found that I thought um, would be really interesting to share. And I'm definitely going to try to implement these as well. Um, so this can be whether you're shopping for clothes or food or just anything in between. So in terms of grocery shopping, I know you heard this one, but buy local. Um, and not only will um, it help, you know, your local community, but your food will be fresher um, and because it won't have to be shipped as far. So um, it, will, it won't um, emit as much air pollution and it won't have to be using as much plastics or preservatives. Um, and to buy local, just visit uh, your farmer's markets and pay special attention to food that is locally grown in your grocery stores. Um, another um, thing I found, which I thought was really interesting, and I didn't think we talked about it enough, was that buy fruit, buy food that's in season. You know, like you may find some crazy fruit that might be really yummy, um, but it's just out of season, so it means that it has to be shipped far, um, and it might not be as fresh. So if you're spending money to buy products that are out of season and grown in other parts of the world, 
you're encouraging those products to be shipped over long distances. So meaning, you know, that carton of raspberries has taken a worldwide trip. Um, and so it just isn't good um, for the environment. So, um, for example, like in fall, um, the foods that are in seasons are artichokes, beetroot, bell peppers, broccoli, the list goes on. All you have to do is a quick um, Google search and you can find the vegetables and fruits that are um, in season uh, where you live. Um, it can be a really good place to start and often they can be a lot cheaper too. Um, something that I know you've all seen and noticed is when you walk into a grocery store and you see like that apple that's all cut up and like inv individually wrapped in plastic and you're like, why would you do that? Or like the orange that's already sliced and it's um, plastic wrapped. It's like, I don't understand. So try to avoid those pre-washed and pre-cut items. Not only will it keep your food fresher, but it can help the environment. Um, and how much fresher would it be to put a head of lettuce in your reusable bag and then wash it at home rather than buy that pre-cut lettuce in a plastic bag? I promise you it's worth it. Um, and it's going to be a lot healthier and often a lot cheaper and it'll last you longer. So good all around. Um, another one is use reusable, reusable shopping bags. I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times. Um, but honestly, it's such an easy way to save on those single-use plastics. Um, I personally have bought a ton of these little like uh, rope like twine bags and I love them. They can hold so much stuff. Um, and it's just uh, less um, plastic use, plastic throwing away. I just think it's a great place or a great habit to get into. Um, and they can, be, they can be a very cute accessory too. Um, okay, and then lastly, plan out your grocery store trips to make sure that you get what you need when you need it. And rather than taking more trips to the grocery store and making more impulse uh, purchases that you need, uh, that you don't need. And it will only it will save you on fuel and money, and it will encourage you to shop in a more environmentally friendly way. Um, so I think those are some great tips that you can maybe implement. I know I'm definitely going to be trying to do that too, and I think it can be um, really rewarding, you know, um, just to to know that you're doing your part um, and you're saving money at the same time, and it's healthy. So I don't know why you wouldn't. <laughs> um, but in terms of clothing. A ton of what's available and cheap to us is fast fashion, um, and that is often made in fast and unsustainable ways, and honestly, it's hard to escape it. It can be really well um, camouflaged into like a really good piece of clothing, um, when in reality, it, um, it took a lot out of the environment to make. Um, so some ways you can escape this is, one of my favorite options is thrift stores, um, not, not only not only is it usually cheap, but they are all clothes that will just be getting another use out of them. So it's not a brand new piece of clothing. Um, you will It will already be um, a good part in the environment and it's a lot cheaper. Um, but there can be a stigma about thrift stores and the fact that they can be dirty or bad clothes. Um, but there are so many options for thrift stores from Goodwill, Salvation Army to more high-end thrift stores. And I guarantee if you visited the right one now, you'd find something that you can reuse that isn't as expensive as, you know, something else you would have found um, that is brand new. There are also some online resale stores such as eBay, Poshmark, ThreadUp, or Swap.com. 
um, where items are often very cheap as well and you can reuse them too. Um, sometimes what I like to do if um, you're inclined is I like to uh, get like clothes from thrift stores where I see potential in them or I like their fabric and I can kind of you know, either turn it into clothing, use it as fabric for something else. I think it's just a really good way to reuse as well. Um, lastly, do your research. Although brands um, can be sometimes hard to find, there are good there are a good amount of eco friendly brands. Um, and so there is this nonprofit called Climate Neutral, and it certifies specific fashion and apparel brands that have taken decisive measurements to reduce their carbon footprints and environmental impacts. Um, so they make sure these companies use sustainable materials um, and manufacturing processes to keep emissions low. So I'm just going to name off a few of these companies that have been certified by Carbon Neutral, but I encourage you to look it up um, and take a look at their websites next time you go shopping. So a few of these companies is Toad & Co., Alternative Apparel, Everlane, Cotton, spelled C-O-T-N, or no, K-O-T-N, People Tree, Patagonia, Pact, and there's a ton of other ones. Um, So yeah, I think it's just a really great way you can... um, Uh, save the environment um, just by your clothing and you know investing in um, good what's it called material clothing too like instead of fast fashion just reusing your clothes too and you know not cycling through um, those fast trends um, can be really helpful as well Um, also uh, look for a hundred percent cotton it's a lot better and there's actually um, a lot of or a lot of um fabrics that can have like microplastics in them when you wash them. I thought that was crazy. Um, but I'm going to be doing a uh, episode on plastics and microplastics in the future. So keep your eye out for that. Um, and like I promised, I have um, some good environmental news for the end of each episode. Um, so today I have two. Uh, the first one that kind of goes along with last week's factory farming episode um, well, starting this year, KFC will now sell plant-based chicken to replace their famous chicken breasts. So the company worked with Beyond Meat to find ways to mimic the consistency of ground chicken. Um, and KFC's parent companies, Pizza Hut and Taco Bell, will also soon see plant-based proteins on their menus. So that's I think that's pretty cool. Um, and then a second one, which I thought was really interesting too, was um, super trees um, that may start to come up in large cities. And so super trees are native trees uh, that can benefit the environment in a particular area, especially urban areas. And uh, Houston, Texas has the highest amount of pollution and CO2 in the air. Um, So planting these trees and maintaining uh, groves of these trees would be essential to reduce emissions and preserve public health. Um, so that's some things to be excited about this week. Um, but thank you very much for listening and I'll catch you next time. Thank you.